Hi, welcome to the Happiness Hive podcast. I'm Catherine Bowyer and I am completely fascinated by people and what motivates them. I've spent the past three and a half decades specialising in mindset and human behaviour and I've helped thousands of people to create happy and amazing lives. And now I am super excited to be chatting with women from around the world who I have secret and to be honest, not so secret crushes on. They're women who inspire me. I'm intrigued as to how they do life and what makes them tick. I want to find out their magic formula that makes them who they are. And at the end of the episode, I'd love for you to say, I'd like a little bit of what she's having. The conversations are real and raw. They're full of passion, inspiration and lots of fun. And nothing is off limits. So grab yourself a cuppa or pop on your trackie and go for a walk and join us for today's chat. There may just be that pearl of wisdom you need to hear. So let's shimmy on over and get started. Oh my gosh, I am just so looking forward to today's chat with our guest, Susie Joseph. And I've known Susie for, gosh, I think it's maybe 13 or 14 or 100 years. I feel that Susie's just been in my life forever. And I met Susie when I, I was studying, we are both studying at a particular coaching program. And I remember those times with so much fondness, but that makes me laugh so much. Susie and I were like the two naughty kids at the back of the classroom. And I'm really surprised, Susie, that we didn't get kicked out of those programs. Oh, and I, I really, yeah. I know. <laughs> and, and some of the looks that came across our face. I know. Like, hello. <laughs> And I remember one particular time at the end of, this was about a three-week training program, but we were so tired. I don't know if you remember, but that evening on the train station where we, that just, I laughed and laughed and laughed so much. And (laughs) Susie just brings this, she's an amazing ball of energy. You know, I come away from all of our conversations just so full of just that, on such a high and just that high vibe happiness that when I'm with Suze, I feel so energized when I'm in her presence and I just want to be around her all the time. And I think our listeners will definitely at the end of this chat will be saying, I want what Suze's got because it's beautiful, Susie. And welcome, welcome, welcome thank to the um, podcast. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you. And thank you for that wonderful introduction. But I feel the same towards you. Like we have such a good time all the time. Life's always a journey with you and I. Yeah. And no matter what frame of mind we're in, we're, we seem to solve the world in that yeah. moment. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I was, I was thinking about that. Our conversations <laughs> definitely are about how we do life and solving yeah. the world. And That's Suze, right. I would love for our listeners, your gorgeous accent. Where, tell us a little bit about, because that doesn't, that's intriguing. Where are you, tell us about your accent and where you're from. Okay, well, look, I was born in way northern Canada in very, very cold, very isolated population of about 250 people. Oh my gosh, yeah. And I, you know, I pretty much ran away from home at the age of 17 years old. Because we grew up in such a small area uh, where domestic violence was high, alcoholism was high. So I decided at a very young age that that's not what I wanted in my life. Yeah. And I moved to British Columbia at that time. And then I decided, you know, I need to create a new life for myself. 
Then I decided I want to go to this country, Australia. I oh. didn't know much about it. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I didn't even know there was snow here at that time. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah, I landed up in the snowy mountains of all places from one snow place to another. But Oh, wow. Yeah. How old were you then, Suze? I came here 35 years ago. So, yeah, sure. um, yeah, I was 23 years old. Wow. Gosh, imagine. And that was about starting a new life for yourself, was it? You traveled um, here on your own? No family? I had no family. I had no one. I really just wanted to make a new life for myself. My name was Susan Melissa Vogel. Well, now it's Joseph. Yeah. But uh, I changed it to Susie, S-U-Z-I, just to be really different. And uh, so that's my name now. And I just created a whole new identification for myself. Oh, my gosh. I'm just wondering what that process is that you go through in creating a new identification. Like, what are sort of the things that you were thinking back at that 23-year-old? Yeah. Well, you know what? I think the most important thing in life is that you... You have to know what you don't want in order to find out what yeah. you do. And yeah. I certainly did know at that very, I was very young. I was about 10 years old already when I said, this life is not for me. Wow. And I knew I had to finish school. Yeah. So in order to do anything with my life at that time, but I knew what I did not want in my life. And that was, you know, this being around domestic violence, yeah. being around alcoholism. Yeah. I wanted to find happiness and joy in my life. Um, You're speaking my language. Yeah, my yes, language. that yeah. happiness, yes. And that was the most important thing for me. And I think at a very young age then too, was it was about being of service. Like at, oh, at that age already, I was so happy just to, if I could make one person a day smile, it, was, it meant the world to me. So, you know, it was about being of service and also surrounding myself with people who touched my heart and filled my soul. So that was so important to me. And, of course, in those days, there wasn't people like you and I, you know, to talk to, to help. I learned through all my mistakes. Wow, what a brave thing to do. And there's a couple of things there, Suze, that I'm, I'm hearing that from a very young age, you knew maybe that there was more for your life that wasn't going to happen in the small town and the family environment that you grew up in. So you were so brave and took that leap of faith. Would it be a leap of faith of coming to Australia? Yep. Yes, absolutely. Like following your heart. You you have to listen to your heart. Yeah. And, you know, sure, we run into these crossroads in our life. And did I make more mistakes in my life than I did uh, successes? <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course we do. Yes, yeah. But that's what makes us the people we are. Yeah. That's what makes us better and want to do more for ourselves. And I think the biggest challenge we have to do is challenging ourselves. You yeah. know, it's being competitive with ourselves. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Other people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was reading something the other day around, you know, some of the key elements of living life. And one of them was growth, that if we remain stagnant, that's not a great remedy for living our best life. So growth and always looking for those challenges and where we can. And and that's exactly what I was reading about 
where we can grow and develop and be better than we were yesterday, Absolutely. but not competing with other people. Yeah. So tell me, you ended up at the snow, snow region in Australia. What happened then? What was sort of the, the steps well, there? Yeah, yeah. You know, living in Australia at that time was like, we're going back, you know, yeah. 1985. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when I came here. And so, you know, I landed up in a place of Jindabyne, the snowy mountains. There was no fitness centers there. And that's what I did in Canada. I, I traveled around Canada opening up fitness centers while I could, while I was there that short yeah. time. But fitness played a big role to me, mainly because it was that fitness that got me out of the turmoil, you know. Oh, wow. Okay. So it was the body, the fitness. That was something yeah. that helped. It was a catalyst to help you. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Everybody needs a crutch. And that's yes. what I yes. discovered at a young age. The, the crutch of my family was turning to alcohol to ease their pain. Yes. Well, it, for me, it was turning to fitness to ease my pain. Ah, you know, interesting. Fitness, it got me through a lot of sad, hard, traumatized times of my life. So I turned to fitness a lot in Canada, cycling, yes. gyms. Then when I came here and landed in the snowy mountains, well, there was no, there was no fitness center there. For all the athletes in the snowy mountains, wow. Rainbow, yes, Perisher, yes, Blue Cow, they had no fitness center at that time. So it was quite easy for me. I became sponsored and I opened up my own gym. Oh. And that's how I stayed in Australia. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so you ran the gym, you opened up the gym at Jindabyne. I opened up a fitness center there called the Jindabyne Pump House. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and maybe some of our listeners have been there because I know yeah. that some absolutely go to the, the snow. we're not a snow family. So that's not my. Yeah place of choice but I know a lot of the listeners yeah. definitely are wow so you opened up the fitness centers yep yes and from there I, I met my husband who came into my gym Bart and he uh, opened up one of the first retail uh, snowboarding shops in Australia and he was importing snowboards so he okay. had his yeah. business I had mine and then when I had to I was born with juvenile arthritis Okay. So yeah. I had to have hip replacements. I had a pelvis reconstruction because the arthritis ate through my, my cartilage. My oh, bones. wow. Okay. Yeah. And at a very young age, then I was uh, only 39 years old when I had my first hip replacement and my first pelvis reconstruction. And I was, I was forced to sell my gym then. Oh, okay. In my life, I have to, I'm a hands-on person. Yes. I need to be there. I need to work it out. I need to socialize with the people that come into my business. So I went into partnership with my husband, and we had a huge retail shop, Surfskate Snow. It's called. It was called Time to Ride. Since then, we sold it because we live now in Coffs Harbour. Yeah, and I attached myself to all the children in Jindabyne because I myself couldn't have children. I wasn't yes, fortunate enough yeah. to bear children. So, you know, that was another hardship of my life that I, uh, you know, one of those stepping stones that I had to cross. And what got me through that was working with other children. I built the skate park in Jindabyne. You know, I did all the fundraising there to build the skate park. And it filled my soul. Yes. And I think that's the important thing about happiness, Catherine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Filling yeah. your heart, filling your soul. Yeah. Whatever you have to do, do it. Yeah. Sis, can I just backtrack a little bit? Because that's absolutely, I mean, you and I, uh, 
you know, we breathe the same air about that, looking for the joy. Yeah. But, but there's a couple of things there where you said that your passion was about fitness. You've created the fitness business from scratch, but it's almost like that was taken away from you. And I'm not sure if that's the way you put it, but having the health challenges and also, you know, not being able to have children, what are some of the key things that helped you to get through those poignant times of... Well, you know, it's about when you don't have anyone to turn to for yeah. help, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't have any family here. No. You know, and plus I felt really sad that I was letting my husband down. So, and, and he wasn't the sort of person to cry about, uh, you know, mishaps. Yeah. So I, I really felt alone. I, I felt all alone. I really yeah. had no one. And what got me through was, you know, in 1978, I remember reading a poem written by one of the most inspirational women of my life. And I still follow her, even yeah. though she's not alive anymore. And it's Maya Angelou. Uh, I knew you were going to say that. I knew. <laughs> I knew. I've just got goosebumps all over. Yeah. 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 And, you know, she wrote this poem about phenomenal women. And it was, you know, and it said in one of the in one of the verses, it said, it's the fire in my eyes and the flash of my teeth, the swing of my hips and the joy in my feet, because I am a woman, a phenomenal oh. woman. That's me. And that's you. And I will never forget that poem. I recited it over and over. And I began to, instead of feeling that sadness for myself, I began to put my sadness into helping others. Oh, see. Yeah. Mm. And that's, I guess, when I met you taking that course. Yes, yes. I took our NLP course together yes. and timeline therapy, yeah. Yeah. hypnotherapy, all of these things healed my mind. They healed my soul. You know, doctors wanted me to go on medication and everything, and I'm not saying that medication is a is taboo or yeah. it's not for everyone, but it really wasn't for me. I didn't feel I felt that that was going to put a bandage on a bandage yes. over yes. my problems. So I needed to fix myself. That's always my model of life. I need to fix myself. No one else will. Yeah, I need to do it on my own. So you have to do all these things in order to help yourself, whatever it is. Yeah. For me, it was really going deep inside and finding out who I truly am and going through those personal breakthroughs yeah. in life. You know, what, why, don't, why wasn't I able to have children? Why, you know, how many times do we go through illnesses in our life and we go, why is this happening to me? Why, why did the Lord or the universe choose yes. me? Mm. But instead of asking those questions that you'll never find an answer for, you have to find these answers for yourself. Oh, Suze, gosh, there's so, just the power. Do you know what I, when you're describing that, yeah. is about, for me, that's about reclaiming your power. It's about going within yeah. to find out and to reconnect with who yeah. you are. And what I'm not hearing is that self-pity that woes me. Like I'm sure there would have been times where, it, you know, in reality we want things to happen yeah. and they often don't happen the way we want them to. Right. I don't know if you do this, but I absolutely have a bit of a five-minute pity party 
and I do feel sorry for myself, but I don't stay stuck there like I used to. And that's what I'm hearing from you, that it was like I've gone within, I've, you know, getting some insight and you're turning that to help others, which is just yeah. And you know what I learned most of all from the course that you and I did together was sadness is an emotion. Yes. And if we don't experience sadness in our lives, well, we're not really a whole as a person. Oh, <laughs> we need to yes. experience sadness. We yes. need to experience anger yes. and frustration yes. and anxiety. Yes. But they're emotions. They're yes. emotions that, what are you, so what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Yeah. And the answer isn't going to slap you in the face. You have to really search for these answers. Yeah. Find something you love and do it. Yeah. yeah. One of the things when, when you say that, Suze, that uh, I, a lot of people I come across in, in my coaching practice and I was I didn't acknowledge my emotions. It was just like, it's not OK to be sad. It's weak to cry. So what I did is I just bottled all those emotions up. And yeah. even some of my clients now will say, oh, I'm fine. I, 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 I don't need to deal with the emotion. I've just kind of packed it away. I don't think that's healthy. I don't think packing your emotions away is healthy. I think acknowledging them, because when we acknowledge them, we allow them for what they are. But what we don't want to do is hang on to them because that's when they become unhealthy. I think. Absolutely. And, you know, to this very day, and I, I mean, I'm 63 years old now, but to this very day, when I see little kids running around the park and their mom, you know, running after them, my heart gets sad. Yes. Yeah, they, yeah. You know, it still almost brings a tear to my eye. Oh, Suze, but, yeah. but the greatest thing is what I've learned through yeah. all of this. So as soon as that sadness hits me and that little tear comes to my eye, I go, that's okay, you know. Yeah. But look at all the things that you have accomplished because you couldn't have children. Yes. Because you had hip replacements, you know. I mean, I went through three bouts of hip replacements and pelvis reconstruction. So, you know, I went through a lot Yes. to, but I'm still, I still go on the snow. I still snowboard where they <laughs> yes. said you'll never do that. I teach yoga. And yes. my surgeon said, you will never do yoga again. But it's about proving these people, no, who am I? Yeah. You, you can't let people tell you who you are. Who are you is comes from within. Yes, it comes from within, and it's also about not placing that importance on other people's words because that could be really, really dangerous. You know, there's lots of studies and research about people who have been told after a terminal illness you've got three months to live and they die at three months. I'm very, very conscious about what I allow into my my, and I'm into my mind. I'm not, I don't deny um, yeah. research, but I'm very, very conscious about not letting a whole lot of negativity in there either. Yeah. 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 Yes. And I'm a yeah. Sagittarian. I like to prove everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. That's funny. Think about me. <laughs> <laughs> um, before I, I do want to talk to you a little bit about what you're doing now, but one of the things that you said there that you, you know, a little tear comes to your eye when you see a, a mum and a kid. I've been experiencing this lately. As the listeners will know, my mum passed away when I was young. 
I still get really sad. Like there's that the, because what we're doing is we're grieving what was, but we're also grieving what could be. And I think the thing when you say that you see the kids, there's that little bit of grief still within your heart that you you weren't able to have kids. And I think that's really important to acknowledge those emotions as well, because we don't, grief never goes away. And grief is different, different, you know, it's the loss of something. And for for different people, and it's about how we learn to live with it and not let it rule our lives is the thing I've taken away. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, Suze, now you've had some really exciting things happen for you. You've been announced an ambassador for Lifeline. Tell me about that. Tell me, like, that's there's so many things that we've sort of skipped over here, but tell me about that. Tell me, tell me, what's okay? Well, how did that come about? Well, you know, uh, here I have to give you a little plug because oh. when I did when I did the Your Best Program Design yeah, yeah. Blueprint, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I structured. I've always been, you know, I've been a yoga teacher for many many years. Yeah, now, yeah. ten or twelve. Uh, I did meditation. I do neuro-linguistic programs. So I'm a private wellness coach. Yeah. But I was always here, there, and everywhere. And then when I did that, your best program blueprint yeah. design, yeah, yeah, design yeah. blueprint, I discovered a structure of what I can do to make this my programs better and how things became more clear to the message I wanted to bring across. Yes. And when I really stuck to the uh, the three things that my yes. programs want to be is to reflect, reflect on your past, to reconnect, and to reset them. Yeah. And follow this program is when everything came to life for me, and all these things came into play. And I've always wanted to be an inspirational guest speaker. Yeah. So I that. I started getting phone calls for that, you know, because yeah. I had a yeah. structure. Yeah. Then, you know, my even my yoga classes started beginning to, you know, there was reflection, reconnection. Yeah. And so there was a structure to my yoga. And then I met Angela Martin, who came to one of my classes one time. And she said, you are so inspirational in these classes. And she asked me to join the Lifeline North Coast. Yeah. And so I'm the ambassador for the health and wellness for Lifeline North Coast Australia. And I love Lifeline's mission is yes. to ensure that no Australian person has to be left alone in times of struggle, in times of darkness, when you feel alone. You never have to be alone. There's always a phone call. They've got programs. That's what we're running now. We're running programs for those people who feel alone, who feel lost like I did so many years ago. Yeah. And you have nowhere to turn. And that's, oh, it makes my heart sing. So one of the best things I've ever done in my life is to join a team like this. And sometimes that's what makes happiness come about, is to be able to know that you are of service and that you can reach out. And even if it's to help a little lady across the street, help someone carry their groceries, you feel so, so beautiful inside. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing more pleasurable. Oh, Suze, 
I just think that's beautiful, beautiful that you have been, somebody has picked up on your energy. Somebody has seen something in you, which is very, very obvious to, to see. But the beauty of that, it's almost like this full circle that when you mentioned about leaving Canada and you came to Australia, you felt very alone. And when you couldn't have children and when you were going through the, you know, needing to close your gyms, that you felt very alone and there was nobody to turn to. So isn't it interesting, Suze, that now you've been approached, you haven't sought this out, but you've been approached to be the ambassador of Lifeline North Coast, which is about, and their mission is that no Australian will ever be alone. I don't know if you, if you've connected those dots, but it certainly comes through. Your purpose in this life is to absolutely help others to feel great about themselves. Exactly. Yeah. I love hearing that. And I think if people want to, we'll put Suze's details up about her Instagram and where you can contact her, but there is this image of you're, you're running a fundraiser for Lifeline and there is an image of Suze that is just the power of strength and beauty. And when you recited that Maya Angelou poem, when I look at that image, it's all it encapsulates all of those. Oh, it does. Oh, you gosh. know, I just I feel like her when I recite that poem to yes. myself, and I might only do a little, a, yeah. a, you know, one little verse. Yeah, and it just yeah. intrigues me. Yeah, so it's, and and it's also about when you said your, you know, when we ran that program, and I remember the day that you got clarity about everything kind of just came together for you and it was about setting that intention when you set that intention and you've always it wasn't even at that program just at that program with me ever since I've known you you've wanted to be a an inspirational guest speaker and you've done elements of that absolutely but when we did that more recent program and you got that clarity and you made you, you actually made that commitment out loud and saying that this is how you want to run your business, things that have just all snowballed into place. So manifesting and setting intentions is really powerful, isn't it? It is. And, you know, like I've always said to you, you, you're a real journalist. I'm terrible at it, <laughs> you know, but you, you do need to do these things. Yeah. You have to know you have to figure out what you want is yeah. the bottom line. Yeah. And every day, it's so important before you get out of bed and before you even put your feet on the ground, it's so important to set yourself up for a perfect day. Yes, yes. Otherwise, everything could just fall apart. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you say today is a beautiful day, it's the, the rain outside is magnificent, you're going to have a magnificent day. Yes, yeah. Whether it's raining or shining or... Whatever. What's that saying? I think it might have been Henry Ford that said, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So if you think it's going to be a shitty day, it'll be a shitty day. I bet you. But if you actually set the intention and this isn't saying, this isn't saying that, you know, that, you know, rainbows and unicorns all the time. In reality, you know, some days are not as great as others. That's right. Um, Yeah, of course. but, But for me, it's very much about having that intention for having a great day and living a great life. And I would say the majority of the time it turns out okay. Yeah. 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 
sometimes get us and Susan and I will get on the phone like if either of us has had a shitty day we will get on the phone and it doesn't take long for either of us to kind of snap out of that Start laughing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I guess our problem wasn't really that bad. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So having somebody that you can offload to, and I think the beauty of our relationship is yeah. it encompasses everything. There's the offloading of, man, I'm having such a crap day today, but it's also about celebrating and, you know, there'll be phone calls from each of us just saying, hey, guess what's happened? And yeah. that's beautiful yeah. too, isn't it? That's absolutely beautiful. And I think it's always important to remember when you're about to make a change in your life or you yeah. want to fix your life, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you are going to choose maybe a new group of friends. You yeah. want to be yes. around like-minded people. Yeah. And that was one yeah. big thing for me too. I really, my friendships have changed. Yeah. drastically changed. Yeah. I'm a friend of every walk of life. Yes. I absolutely yes. love and adore all sorts of people. Yeah. But I had to really be careful of who I truly let into my life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah some people could really make me even more sad. Yeah. yeah. You know, then there's people that fill my heart. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to be careful of the friends and the people that you hang around, where you go, what you do. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I, I do that too. And, and I think in life, there are people that, we can't physically remove from our lives, but energetically, I, I do some stuff to energetically sort of, you know, I have to hang out with them, but energetically I don't want their vibes. So I do some clearing practices around that. So is it there, are there, you talked about the reflect, reconnect and reset. You use that in your programs. Are there maybe just one or two things that are really poignant for you? in life that we haven't sort of mentioned already? Well, I think it's about, you know, so many people say you have to forget about your past. Yeah. That's one thing, this reflection in my workshops and in my talks, I really tap into because looking back on the path that you've been through, you don't want to forget that actually. Because that path of destruction (laughs) led you to a clearer mind to yeah. an opening in the forest, to, you know, a clear blue ocean. It, yeah. you know, these are the things that open you up. So you don't want to forget about your past. Yeah. You want to use that as your anchor yeah. to, you know, where you're going. And reconnecting, it's reconnecting to that inner wisdom that you know you have. Yeah. We're all individual people that have so much wisdom to offer, but you have to find your wisdom and and let it shine. Open your heart. You know? Yeah. And then reset. Well, you want to get your focus and you want to set your values. And that's where my values workshops have taken off like a storm here because people, I I was walking into things I never knew my values. I never knew what values were until I was about 40 years old. Yeah. So I was constantly walking into brick walls all the time. Because I didn't really know what my values were, what was important to me, yeah. what did I believe in? I really didn't know. And me, I would just fall in love with anybody who smiled at me because <laughs> that's all I wanted was love. Yes, yeah. In my life, I never yeah. got it as a child, so I was out to seek it. I was out yeah. to find it. So you know, you need to know your values. You need to follow your beliefs yeah. and live true to them. 
And so oh, those gosh. three things, I can work workshops just around one of those. Yeah. We're all briefly touch base on all three of them. So it gave me a structure. Yeah. And we need to know, uh, I think you always used to tell me, you need to be specific. Yeah, sure. You want to yeah. know what you want. You yeah, really yeah. need to get yeah. to the grind and be specific about what you want. Yeah. Do you know what I hear, Suze? You're living those, you know, that reflect, reconnect and reset. I 100% agree with you about we, we can't forget the past or deny the past. And I've even changed the language that I use around my past yeah. is I honour my past. And yeah. for me, that is a real, there's a real sacredness about what's happened in my life. Absolutely. There are some things I would never, ever wish to happen again. But the, where I choose to live is not in my past. I reflect, I acknowledge, I honour, I learn from, yeah. and then I choose which elements I want to keep and which no longer serve me. But I don't live in the past. I live in the now. I'm in very much about the present with an intention of where I want to go. Yeah. And, and I think that's the beauty through the, the work that we do. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Suze, we could talk for ever and ever and ever yeah. and ever, and we always do. Where can people find you? Where, where can our listeners find okay. you? <laughs> this is part of what Lifeline is really helping me on. Yeah. I'm not really computer savvy, so <laughs> I don't really, my Instagram page is there. Yeah, yeah. And my Facebook page is there. I yeah. did have a website, but that lapsed because <laughs> it's just too much work. <laughs> you are absolutely in the here and now and yeah, your oh, energy oh, is about being with the people. So absolutely. And, and so Susie get out there and talk about who I am. Yeah. But you can, you can find me on my Instagram page. Yeah. And that's Susie underscore motivation. We'll put the yeah. details in the, the show notes. Yep. And Facebook, Susie Joseph? is Susie Joseph, S-U-Z-I. Yeah, S-U-Z-I on Facebook. And we'll, we'll put the details in the show notes. Oh, Suze, it's been just such a time. Just goes way, way, way too oh. quick on these chats. So thank you. I've loved. Thank you for having me. Spending time. I've really loved that. And that's a wrap. So, yeah. So Great. love to you. And hugs and happiness. All of you, namaste. And remember, just be yourself. Ah, love it, Suze. And hugs and happiness to everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. You can spread the love by sharing it with a friend so she can have a little bit of what we had today. And don't forget to rate and review so we can get it into as many hearts and ears as possible. You can keep the conversation going on my Happiness Hive socials. And if you'd like some more high vibe happiness in your life, come and join me in our community of inspired and motivated women at the Happiness Lounge. This is my online membership club and your central hub for everything you will need to be truly happy and bounce out of bed every day living and loving your best and most beautiful life. To find out more, pop over to the Happiness Hive website and click on the link working with Catherine. Until next time, big hugs and happiness.